I am me at the 150, a length in front. Magic Time is digging in now under hands and heels. Takes the lead, skew if late, but it's Magic Time. Coming clear, a class act. Magic Time won it. I am me second. Welcome to Bet Doctor Behind the Curtain. Look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot, and I'm joined in studio with Walt. He looks like he uh, needs the green screen. He's done his back. Might have got one last night. Oh, it's just the excitement, mate. All the, all the, all the electricity running through my body thinking of doing the form for the gong. <laughs> it's just pumped me right up. Looks looks like there's a bit of a, uh, a, a rain band across eastern uh, the eastern states, so uh, make sure you check your bomb and wherever you get your weather because it's... Uh, you say bomb? Hey, bong you say bong? Bong yeah. bong tomorrow. Bong, is it? Be a cracker. Yeah, you can't good. get tickets. You have to be a member or get invited. I thought Kiramar owned bong bong now. He would. I thought that's where his hyperbaric secret chamber was. One day we'll get there for a bit of a uh, bit of a trip. We've just got to figure out how to get uh, tickets. We'll do a big staff party down there. DK, how are you, brother? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, good. No way. No wonder Walt's on the come down here. Can't get him not come down after the last race at Rocky on Tuesday, Walt. Well, the gong's got to be a bit of disappointment after that. Right? <laughs> I think we did Don't talk about go. it on the show when when that that same horse won when it wasn't expected to win. <laughs> That's and, right. And there was a bit of disappointment in the camp, but um, <laughs> we got one back on him on on Monday, and uh, I think we were both sort of worried he might get back in the field and, and lost him when he bounced outside the leader. I think DK and oh. I had the pants off early and were celebrating. <laughs> anyway, you haven't got a horse with Jay Wheelow, tell you what. Up in Queensland, get a horse with a gun don't, trainer. Don't worry about Jay Wheelow. It's, it's his wife. We, we've both discussed this. It's his wife who's the secret weapon. We, if we say, Jared, what do you think? And you sort of listen to him but don't really. And then what is... Uh, what does the what does the superstar think? And uh, she's she's rarely far from the mark. If I wasn't playing golf, I'd be upset that you boys left me out. Did you get the tip, Nico? Crickets here. <laughs> nah, nothing here. Nothing just, here. Just showed you the video. Didn't <laughs> yeah, DK was just showing me. Oh, the money was right. The caller after the race. Off so, the uh, map, Russell. And off the map. <laughs> Isn't it, oh, mate? It was, it was like whatever, like four something into two sixty back to. Punch. I think this tote paid three seventy. It was just bloody. It's so volatile. The markets now. You never know what's going on. All right, that's the uh, that's a Christmas list then. No, buy a horse, send to Jared Willow Ooh. up at uh, Rockhampton. Is that where he is, Rockhampton? Yeah, get DK to pick it for you. I think they're simple. undefeated. They're two for two. Well, uh, Magic Time was a uh, a big win. You had uh, your balls on the line there and it just, uh, oh, it depends who you ask, whether it was or wasn't bias at Caulfield. We might no, ask you don't Nico. have to worry about who you ask. It was a bias. <laughs> but, uh, gee, it ran through a brick wall, Nico. Magic Time. Walt finally got one right. Just wide on the track, but it didn't really matter. I think the fast tempo probably helped her a bit, and the whole field got off the fence, which was strange at that race. There was nothing back to the inside. Straight ace was probably. I think oh, I had a look at that straight ace, but then he was worried about running up the asses of Buffalo River and yeah, he, General Bow. I he think he came off he? to sort of get around them because they'd stop. Um, because Buffalo, Buffalo River missed a start and then got hunted oh, up. And, what about Linda on General Bow? Didn't she set in a lot? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it was a tough win. She's a, she's a good mare, and Graham Begg, you know. He's always been a, a freak trainer, hasn't he? And he pro- probably had a bit of a light spring at the start and his camp wasn't absolutely on fire, but then he had a big winner at Seymour on Thursday, the half-brother to Ritten by, and then obviously that mayor uh, winning the group one. So good to see uh, a good guy get another group one on the board. So Rupert Clark of the 1,000 Guineas uh, proves that you just don't need pop-up races to extend the carnival. I thought uh, the race day was great, aside from probably the state of the track. Uh, I think it's a win from uh, the Melbourne Racing Club. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, Oh, that Wednesday was a, it was always been a bit of a nothing. Even when I used to work there twenty years ago at the races, it was just such a downer of a day. Quiet. It was like a, it was like a midweek meeting, you know, with a group one, three fillies, horses are coming out of class ones. A lot of them, the fillies and things like that. But now it's a, uh, it's been pushed back. They can run in good races in the lead up to it, and then um, set themselves. So it was a good. I mean, it was it was pattern affected the race, but um, there's some there's some nice fillies there, and the Rupert Clark. Yeah, no, it was good. So pushing back. That's that's the plan to push back further into spring. And the clean air and the racing, I see there's a bit of kerfuffle there with, you know, the, the Cranbourne and um, and Flemington, obviously, uh, looking for another date. But, um, yeah, but that's the go. It's racing's time and the time to shine. There's nothing on in November and December, really, till the cricket starts. So, um, Well, there's, there's still no one there. There's still, but there's 8,000. They're happy with 8,000. Oh, yeah, it did, didn't feel like eight, to be honest. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't sort of have a lot of the same opinion of other people. I just thought, you know, the 1,000 units is always probably going to get a pretty good field given it's the, you know, the premier group one in Melbourne for those three odd fillies away from the Oaks. And then the Rupert Clark was an okay race, but outside of Magic Time, I thought it was probably lacked a bit of depth. Probably a lot of horses that were coming out of, you know, sort of, you know, Ayrton and a few others sort of turning back the clock. 
Um, oh, and me would run second to Imperatrice. That's a WBS. Like, yeah, but she was beating six lengths. And not over 1,400. Well, it was a pretty good effort to run 1,400. <laughs> sitting third on that tempo going oh, she was a huge 14 run. lengths above. Especially with no bias, that's true. I think the fence was off, to be fair. I, I, I'm, I'm a bit upset we haven't covered it. Oh, Jesus. Uh, what are they? What If they uh, give Cranball and the Chiminda, what are they going to replace that with, DK, dare I ask? Well, I don't know. They, they've, um, they're pitching for it. I saw they're pitching for it to um, – they've got all the infrastructure there. They don't want people. So we're at Flemington t- two weeks ago. Let's go again. Um, look, I think I, – my, my personal thing is December and January is the time for, for um, out wide – Joints Saturday racing. I, I think I'd still like to see Metro, strong Metro racing, obviously the Sandown card next week. Um, I think there's room for another, I don't know what race they'd put on. They'd probably move a race there to make make it a proper day, especially because they get the extra turnover if they put a, a big prize money race. But um, yeah, I can see they, they already gave Packenham the Chaminda, which was the right thing to do. It was just, it was cast. Um, Ballarat, they pushed it back. So yeah, I, I can see, but I can I can see a scenario where, where Cranbourne and Ballarat will be in early December, but um, each to their own. No, I don't know. I think there's probably nothing in it. I guess it grows the game a little bit, but uh, you know, some of the tracks that get served up or the conditions at Flemington are just as hard as and is just as biased as probably Packenham and Geelong and uh, Moonee Valley and all these other places. So I guess everyone needs their time in the sun. But um, maybe a turnaround back to Flemington, I guess that'd be okay. Or we'll try something else uh, entirely. But uh, I think Cranbourne's entitled to. Well, what uh, about Sandown? Get, I it, think they're it's one of our a bit best of a, tracks, right? And it doesn't even, it doesn't even, no, it's a Caulfield. It doesn't even get a meeting. Yeah, they're yeah, trending. This is it. You got to trend away from it. You know, they're going to trend away from Sandown so they can sell the joint. <laughs> that's the plan. It was the workhorse when Caulfield was uh, yeah, Caulfield un- was, under construction. That's right. Yeah, yeah Caulfield's done. Caulfield's going to take all these extra meetings. These, what are these? Nights and, aren't they even going to waste nights and midweeks and things you, like that? You, so, your um, turnover wouldn't go down if you're racing a, a big meeting there like this week. Mm, Not at all. At Sandown? Yeah. Punners love betting there. Mm. It's going to be a sad day when they uh, give it the uh, the lemonade, that's for sure. But uh, they won't will be a uh, pretty hotly uh, contested uh, issue, and I think they'd be crazy to get rid of it entirely. There's got to be a compromise somewhere. Today's show is going to be a beauty. Uh, Donny is back in uh, big form here. Uh, I think I could uh, hear the uh, the squeal when uh, Barbie's sister got beat last Saturday at uh, Sunshine Coast, but uh, he bounced back heavily yesterday with Rockola and uh, flew him on yesterday at uh, Brizzy. So Syndicate's back up uh, to 107 units. So the boys have uh, rallied in this last week. So uh, $100 unit punters are up over 7000 for the year. So make sure you check that out if you're keen uh, to uh, bet a little bit more often. Gong, as I said, uh, is a little bit of a, uh, a weather warning. The front lawn will be uh, yeah, be wet, wet and uh, a bit moist out there on the uh, front lawn. I would have thought, Walt, love to get down there one day. What's Kemble like? Why? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, it's, Hard pass? No. Oh, it's, just, it's just, no, it's not on the bucket list. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> no. I'm keen to check it out anyway. Do they still hit the gong? Remember like, the first time the guy come out? Do they still do it? I don't. Yeah. I don't. I, try, I had the video. I can't find it. It's but, still there. Um, It'd be a big they still do it? in the race, wouldn't it? It well, is I'm, a pisser. The first year they did some like big half ceremony, and then the dude with the gong. But I don't remember him actually televising it recently. But it uh, probably would be a bigger highlight than the race they've served up. Yeah, it's there. It's the cringiest thing in racing, and I just absolutely love it. I'm going to get to the gong one one of these just days. Just do it here. Just get your yeah. own gong. <laughs> Need a gong to start every episode. Yeah. Every time we back a winner. Anytime I start carrying on like Red Red Simon's, just hit the gong and take me off. Well, that's probably where they got the idea from. Yeah. They hate Saturday. Yeah. It's, it's about that level anyway. Uh, Cranbourne's also wet weather watch, so uh, Nico's going to go out wide. He's got one for us at Wodonga and the Valley. We'll still talk about the Cranbourne Cup. Looks like a tricky race. Uh, T-Dog's off the bench. Trav Noonan uh, horned up for the uh, the Guineas and the Railway. It's uh, 38 degrees there, so they've pushed the uh, the big race, the Group 1, back to 10 past 9 Eastern time on a Saturday night. How's that going to go for turnover? Oh, mate. I know what's going to go good for turnover. When I, I just figure when Trav comes on Black Friday specials that the Noonan's only fans must be on special this week and he's come on to announce whatever uh, the big deal is. So that, that's what will increase turnover when the, the Noonan's only fans goes through the roof. Oh, 
maybe this will increase turnover, but uh, last week, Saltaire was like a pinball bouncing off a couple last week. I'm going to uh, go back to SA, back to my uh, my level. Water finds its level, and maybe I'm just uh, best back in SA. Slaughter of the week. Every time I tip a, uh, a horse, they get absolutely uh, slaughtered. Top Sport, uh, had, the biggest bet was Skybird last week, so it uh, ran really well. Despite yeah, I'll put, how- we put a hand up. Got that wrong. What's that? Got it wrong. Oh, all us blokes who thought it was being dragged back and – no, you know, I was no one speed. of them, and I thought yeah. being dragged back and sort of had the early speed to be able to use a gate if they wanted to, well, it just fucking stood in the gates, you know, and then blokes who said, oh, it'll map in the shit house, they, they were all right. So I happened <laughs> to put my hand up there and say so I got that one wrong. I'd say end of prep too, She yeah, when they don't muster like that, and yeah, I'd, I'd, it's good timing for her to have a break. If Bo counts to three on the bend and then stays up the fence, does she win? We'll never no. know. Would have gone close, I reckon. We'll never know. Would have gone close. They all stayed in formation, all those horses on the fence. The sort of, didn't it? Jolly Star, and then the thing that's chasing Jolly Star ran second. And well, just sort of the big man upstairs doesn't like me enough for her to have won because I'd still be I'd still be checking accounts everywhere. Ah, uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, who bounces back. But uh, I thought Gerald's Philly uh, was it Arctic Glamour, the blue thing down the outside uh, that obviously had the vice in its favour. It uh, bounced <laughs> back really, wheel it really nicely there. So that's wonderful. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know what happened to her in Sydney that day. That was yeah. really weird, right? I think maybe she got a bit hot after the race or something. They said, but um, yeah, she's another one in the autumn. We'll be looking forward to this. They're she'll be dangerous. Horse. Yeah, all those horses that ran there are, are going to be better in the autumn. Magic time. Uh, even Jolly Star was obviously suited, but a good win and Curve Alant maybe ridden upside down a couple of times. You know, should be good and Skybird. There's some you know, good horses to look forward to coming back. Very exciting. Fair, top sport of family owned operated. Uh, make sure you get an account uh, with those guys. Bet Australian. Uh, I'm not sure what uh, promotions they've got around the railway, but uh, hopefully uh, they've got best of the best rolling there this week. We've got a top two special as well. So check out topsport.com.au. The first uh, race we're going to have a look at here is Wodonga. Wodonga Cup Day, definitely uh, worth a look there. Albury, Wodonga, great places for uh, bucks, footy trips, uh, anything you like. And there's a little bit of a talk that uh, Albury are trying to get their uh, their strip club license there. So um, Mitch be, Beer be opening it or hey? Mitch Beer behind it? Oh, he's he's left, Ke- he? Kembler. No, he's got two stables. No, I think he's one foot in each camp. He's just too good. Yeah, if the dumplings are on special in Kembler, <laughs> he's there. If they're in Albury, jumps back. He'll be there at uh, Wodonga, I'm sure. It's uh, 1590 metres, race six, and what a deal's the favourite here. Winona Coston for Annabelle, $2.70 favourite, Super Razi, three, $3.90. Uh, Rhinoceros, $6, another one, $7. Bianco Volano, $7.50, and you can get much better than the rest. Nico, uh, you were pretty happy with uh, what a deal last start. Yep, should be winning, I would have thought. Um, big run here. Probably had a bit of a few things in his favour with the pattern and, you know, Sequester didn't show up. Acceleration may have needed the run, far-flung Typhoon Harmony. They're probably not, you know, setting the world on fire behind him. But for a horse that won in Melbourne last start, $150,000 benchmark 90, comes back to the country, um, gets a pretty good rider on Mona Coston and still gets him with 55 and a half kilos. I thought he gets a lot in his favor in the Wodonga Cup. In a year, I just think it lacks a lot of depth. Super Aussie's second pick, he just won the Gundagai Cup. Um, don't know how that form would sort of stack up at Flemington. And this horse, that was his first run for Annabelle. And that was the first time they've ridden him on the speed for a while. He just used to get back in these races that were slowly run behind Reinberg and Jenny Lala and just hit the line, but he had absolutely no luck in him. Um, then last start, they decided to go forward and look what happens. So no one only knows one way. She just sends everything forward. So I think uh, from barrier number 12, he'll be right up there on the speed and he just gets in really well at the weights. The only other horse I think with a similar ability to him in the race is another one. He's got to carry a big weight and he's probably a little bit suspect at the end of a probably a strong run mile. Um, so yeah, I think what a deal sets up perfectly. Even if the rain does come, um, his last win prior to last that was on a, well, a soft track and then even prior to that was on a soft seven. So it's probably a bonus if the rain comes for him. Annabelle, first start with him, puts him up on the pace. I think they'll do similar on Friday. Yeah, I thought $2.70, I think, top sort of betting at the moment. I thought it was pretty generous. I thought you could get him much shorter. So hopefully Winona gets the job done for us punters. Mm, I think you know that, Nico. That was the only other danger I found the race, another one. I thought, uh, what a deal. Just goes to show you put a horse in a race and fancy that, DK. Uh, well, that's the <clears throat> change of stable, so they change of trainer. Um, it did. I mean, it began okay, and then Jamie just let it slide. But uh, I see Bennett Racing just – I don't know if they had a fallout with Stokes or whoever else, but they just took all the horses off him and gave them to Annabelle. So uh, 
the first run for Annabella goes and does that, races on the speed. So um, as a certain string of a bar, and that's be the reason they take it to Wodonga. You don't go there to go back to last around Wodonga because a bit lot different circumference of a track than Flemington. So um, And then obviously there's the intent with the rider too, who's Gay Waterhouse's main rider down here in Victoria at the moment and sends everything forward. So uh, yep, I'd say they'll be looking to take a spot. And if it gets actually, if it lands in the 1-1 or something, it probably lights out if it finds a bum because it's got that good turn of foot, Nico, you know, which you can lose sort of sometimes sitting outside the lead. So, um, but yeah, I knew that. I was just listening to um, Kate Watts on the way in and she'd spoken to the uh, Wodonga club and they were sweating on that horse, accepting, you know, because it's a, a draw, you know, good horse for that race. They just thought, oh, he's in the field. Is he going to accept? And I hope he does. And um, he's gone and accepted. So, uh, yeah, you don't sort of see a horse with his sort of form turning up in the in a race like that very often. Real beauty. Go Winona. Walt, uh, what do you think about that? Having uh, all your horses with pea stokes and then just taking them to Annabelle's? Yeah, I guess it's like, having Blake Shin on them and then deciding to put a four-kilo claimer. I don't know. Um, no, I, I, P-Stoke's a great trainer. They've obviously had a personal issue. Oh, Annabelle's very early into her career and she's got a lot of horses everywhere. So, I don't know. Good luck to her. Thanks right. for that. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, Mooney Valley's the next race we're going to have a look at is uh, race number six and this is uh, Nico's next best. Slate is a favourite here, $4.00. Miss Moonshine four eighty. If I could four eighty Deal Blaster five fifty. Uh, never again seven dollars. Florida Dream seven fifty. And better the rest. The horse that you like here is Deal Blaster D Lane Matt Laurie Nico. Just fine on my level. The fifty eights. Here's a fifty eight. Last start <laughs> this horse. Uh, stuff the group ones. Let's just go back to the basics. Deal Blaster. This is a big win. Uh, Breezley the leader went out very fast and he's just falling out of this picture behind him and to fourth and he sat up on top of this speed and powers away from him late. I know it was only at Mornington, but there was a few things that happened on this day. He got the blinkers on for the first time. Wonderful things, I think one of the Wonderful. seagulls went past that then and you've just caught it powering away. <laughs> it's a 58. They're red hot down there, the seagulls. And the seagull but- wasn't in the air. He was on the ground. He was running past it. <laughs> he was seven into $4.80. He got the blinkers on and they put him in the race, fast run race, and he was way too good for him at the end. He's always been a horse who's shown a bit of ability. He's been hit and miss recently, but I think that gear change really just sparked him up there and put him in the race, fast run 2,000. Some of his better runs have been at 2,000 metres at Mooney Valley. Go back sort of um, this time last year. He ran fourth to zoom on and probably should have run clear second when he had to get back and around the field on a bias track. Um, Celine rode him well there. I think Damien Lane going aboard is a massive tick. Damien Lane, when he jumps on horses under $10 in the market for the first time, has a 40% strike rate. So he just improves things. And this horse has just improved last start with the blinkers on. So... That fact alone, that him getting on it, I think he's enough to back it, let alone the uh, the tick with the blinkers, and there's just not much in this race. I thought Slate was good last start, but the stable um, can be a bit hit and miss sometime. Miss Moonshine, she rated well last start, but she's another one. It was a weak race. One. It was funny. It was, it was a weak race, but it rated all right. Yeah, know? yeah. She's another one that's a bit hit and miss as well, um, sort of mixes her form a bit. So I think with the, the blinkers on, hopefully – Damien Lane puts him right in the race again. And if it's a fast run 2000, you know, relatively quick back up between runs. Um, Can make it a fast run 2000 himself. Could could be the Just one. Along, you know? Easily the best, probably the best rider in Melbourne at the moment, D-Lane. He's had a huge spring. But, uh, yeah, I think there was a few ticks for him. Slate's probably the big danger if you want to have a saver. But I thought Deal Blaster, they went up like 6 or $7. Uh, I think the Mark will probably find him and happy to have something on him at the Valley. Jeez, he's a good rider at the Valley, Damien Lane. I think I've said it once or twice. Are you allowed to say sparked him up? Like Nico said that about 10 times there, sparked him up. I thought that was a thing and then alluding to 40% strike rate, all improving, and he kept saying spark him up. Is that You're not allowed to say that yeah, anymore, are you? Yeah, they turn him on. They, they switch so him on. So he's not being literal? No. Okay, that's, no, that's no, all right. I was concerned for the horse's welfare. You no. know, I'm, a, I'm a big horse welfare Big human welfare person, and I was just concerned that Nico was saying things that are bad things there. Mate, blinkers might spark you up. I'm gone. Mate, the gong's going to spark me up on uh, Saturday. I, this is this is my feature weekend. I'm going to have a great weekend this weekend. I'll tell you who's going to have a great weekend, and they're fighting for their existence on the Saturday program is Cranbourne, and we're going to have a look at uh, the Cranbourne Cup market only, and we'll just discuss the race. No replays, some colliding form lines here. Too messy. We'll keep the show punching along. Uh, Foxy Cleopatra is the favourite. 440 to 390 top sport. Euphoric, 440. Here to shock, 650. Just folk, 7. Umgawa, 750. Uh, Ascension, $8. Pounding, 12. Lord Vada Vostok, uh, $12. And then uh, Charterhouse, 17. Rising, 34. And Bee Hunter, $61. 
Nico, uh, obviously Foxy Cleopatra on it 40s uh, first up, absolutely sick. Thoughts here at her at the top of the market. Yeah, a lot of pain in this race. Foxy Cleopatra uh, would have been one of the biggest results ever. And then will the underbidder on Just Folk, and now he's lobbed there. Looks a perfect race for him. So yeah, it wasn't a fun race to do the form on. But, you know, that first up run from Foxy Cleopatra was outstanding. Uh, I thought she jumped out really well leading to the campaign. Trent's been on the radio saying it's probably one of their better horses, and I agree with that. She looks like she's got a really good upside, and if the rain does come, she'll just swim through wet tracks. Um, that'll be a real big tick for her. So Williams on. There looks a lot of ticks for her. Just Folk also gets the wet ground, and I thought a, um, a session. He's also another one if it really does rain. Uh, he'll be right in play as well, put himself on top of the speed. But you know, Foxy Cleopatra's definitely got the most upside. They were betting $15 in the all-in market. Probably should have taken a bit of that, but... Uh, yeah, just still in pain after last start. Mm, I can't see a heap of rain on the radar, but uh looks like the market sort of got it cornered. I thought Euphoric was still a pretty good effort. Uh, a mile's probably as far as I want to back that runner at this sort of level too. Um, uh, and he I seems re- pretty short, Euphoric. Like I know he's coming through the country race last start, but mm, it's probably not as strong a race as a few of the others are coming through. So I thought, yeah, he's, he's hometown cup and set to – set to run well in the race but I think Foxy Cleopatra you could probably argue has got stronger form same as here to shock and there's a few others yeah they got a bit more weight than a horse like Euphoric but uh, they have shown that they're, they've they got a bit more class as well so uh, yeah, I'd probably be against him at 440 I think he's probably more like an $8 chance mm, here to shock's another one that's completely airborne as well and Umgar was just super consistent as well yeah not a bad race mm. DK any thoughts on the cup hmm no, no, no. Only, only did the, only did the last race there, and that's it. So, having a look at the cup. Have you got something for us in the last? Yeah. Cranbourne race ten uh, DK. Have you found one for us? Yeah, found one. Oh well, it's not. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it was hard to miss his last run, but it was just uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, oh Aussie, Aussie, yeah, uh, Aussies found found Aussie, Jimmy Star, Jimmy Star. He tells me about all those ones he finds from New Zealand and and whatnot, and uh, I think he's found a, a real uh, real goer here. So uh, it was some sort of win and some sort of ride at Bendigo the other day, like even up on the inside and just, you know, one like a coiled spring to me. So, um, and, the, you know, it's drawn out. It'll sort of be back often. But uh, that, uh, what do they say? One to 15. The, the bomb's having a good crack. They're sitting on the fence. Aren't they one to 15. They're down to now. So I'll, I'm saying about five, Nico. Five, say half, and then take off for it again for the bomb being wrong. <laughs> I'll say five mils. So five mils of rain on a race 10, tracks chopping up. It'll just um, it'll just round them up. See Williams on here can either ride it like he rode Bell yesterday, or just ride it to round them up. But um, he looks like the real deal, that horse. And um, Jimmy Starr, Jimmy Starr, uh, Nick, uh, Scoot, mm, two eighty into two sixty. Nico, no, it was a huge win the other day. I haven't quite got around to that race, but um, you know the the horse at second peak in the market, he absolutely flogged. So uh, there's probably not much around him. Tasman Park, I think yeah, I backed well, him first way. Well, it's Tasman Park's in the race. Like, backed him his last three, yeah. and he's got beaten all of them. He's what he is. Moved for Lex trial pretty well, but he'll probably want a bit further. Yeah. So yeah, yeah this, it just looks like it's it's a bit set up for him. And I think that race, Braden Star, won last year. It's this, it's like a restricted race to only a certain age. I think you can only be four or five to run in it, so it sort of restricts the pool. Because one hundred seventy five thousand or something, isn't yeah. it? So, yeah. So the Brad Bazustin won it last year. Run the thing at Bendigo as a clean up for this. This is it. So uh, and it looks good speed there. So I thought it. Um, yeah, I know it's a bit of a get back thing, but I think um, I think he he's got the terrific raw talent. Beautiful two dollars sixty. So uh, if you wish, you can throw them in your multis, but uh, you can bet with confidence with uh, the DK stamp there. Nico, you'll be out at uh, Cranbourne, so make sure you check out uh, his Telegram service. No, still we've running. done the we've done the late switch actually. Go to the valley. Instead. You got the valley think instead. It- Think it might be a little bit easier for us and ten at Cranbourne when there's on rain the predicted deck. and well we went there two years ago and it was rained all day and it was heavy ten it was absolutely cast so <laughs> I think uh, the valley might be a bit more of a happy hunting ground so nothing Saturday and uh, we'll hope to bet up Friday night. Beautiful. All right, so uh, don't go to the pub on Friday night. Stay at home with uh, Nico and uh, get his Telegram service so he will keep punching on through till Christmas time, which is uh, good news for all you punters at home. Walt, uh, Kembla, again, more rain uh, forecast there. So, uh, hmm. Bet. It didn't arrive for us last week. We're for similar, uh, not for similar forecast, did it? So, yeah, no good for Skylab, yeah, was it? <laughs> it's a bit of an or the other one. Yeah, Skylab got lost. They both, yeah, they both actually 
got lost. Not that who knows what it would have changed the result, but it's it's always difficult trying to prepare when significant rain is potentially there but hasn't arrived yet. Mm. So Kembla uh, is uh, going to be a beauty, and you've found one in the first. So it's the Canadian Club benchmark seventy eight over two thousand meters. Do you know what Canadian Club is? It's Alcamahol. Yeah, that's it. Lyrical Gangster is two dollars seventy. Favorite Touristic three thirty. Unanimous is five dollars. Ausbred Rising Sun nine, and you've got Iowa thirteen dollars, and much better the rest. We're gonna have a look at this last start replay, and this is an absolute beauty. This is Lyrical Gangster. He's back last, tartan with the white sleeves. Really slow win? tempo here, and not it's a, like a mad momentum track, and you can see he doesn't have the momentum that the others do up on speed. So yeah, backing behind him in the in the white cap. I think even McAvoy, who's ridden a lot of stays in his time, came back and said this horse surprised him, which you know, which is, is a good rap from a horse uh, a jockey who's pretty uh, pretty reserved in in things he says. So uh, yeah, I think it's run the fastest last eight six two of of the last two or three races. Tyler gave it a bit of a, a barrier trial a couple of starts back. So he's had a sit on the horse. He knows what it's capable of, 52 a half, I think it's got. Uh, 2,000 for the first time is a little query, but it's just sort of – it is a query when horses are coming off slow tempos up in distance, but this horse doesn't look like he's going to stop. He looks like he takes a long time to get through his gears and then keeps going. So, yeah, I I think if he runs in this race, I see he's in at Canterbury as well on Friday night, but I, I think they'll opt for this race and, yeah, the old low-hanging fruit, $2.70 a stayer doesn't usually excite me, but um, I think a little bit's got to go wrong for this horse to to not win this. Turistics are what I, I call them honest but limited. He's not. He's a good horse. He's, you know, he's a Saturday horse, but he, he needs a lot to go his way. He probably doesn't have the, the sustained turn of foot that uh, Lyrical Gangster looks like he's got. I think he's just a horse right on the up at the right time of year to to find a race like this down in the weight. So, yeah, it's a tough day. It's a tough day and he looked the best option that I could find. Mm, 61 kilos, touristic, and then you got this little Tyler Schiller, which is he's just an excitement machine racing, isn't he? Schiller the thriller, yeah. yeah he's um, killer. He does some funny things at times, which uh, makes <laughs> it interesting, but he um, he's yeah, he, he honestly, he's not, I give him a bit of a hard time, but he has got – more upside than probably any jockey in Sydney at the moment. It's good to see jockeys like him come through. He's got a bit of confidence. He's doing some good things. He can obviously ride, but he, and he's got a lot of upside from tempo and tactics mm. perspective. So that's, you know, that's a good thing. So, um, you know, I think he's only going to keep improving. He's funny. He's, he's just sort of got no in between, does he? He's sort of like thousand miles like in front out the front or he's sometimes he's like tailed right off like he yeah, just like don't know what's going to happen slow tempo he doesn't put him in the race comes back and goes oh the, the trainer told me to ride it quiet <laughs> you're like mate yeah and then he they'll be going 100 mile and he takes off 15 wide and comes in and says <laughs> oh they were going slow so i took off you're like he, he, he says some crazy <laughs> stuff that that makes you scratch your head but then you know then he's all the one bobbing through for a run and grabbing you on the lines invariably him at the moment so he's um on fire yeah you got to take him very seriously all right. I hope you're taking more seriously after Saturday. 52 and a half. So that's the uh, the other benefit with uh, Tyler Schill at the moment. He can get right down the weight. So he's going to pick up plenty of uh, up-and-coming horses. So that'll only add to his cause. So great way to start uh, Kembla uh, with um, Lyrical Gangster in the first. The next one is a little bit trickier. Uh, no replays here. Again, colliding form lines, but uh, it's my favourite race. The Gong over 1,600 metres. Ossipenko three dollars fifty blinkers first time detonator jack four eighty Cepheus seven fifty Waterford eight fifty Spangler twelve dollars surf dancer thirteen fifteen communist Lock Eagle seventeen New Magnet uh, twenty Skyman twenty one Palmetto twenty one Wicklow uh, twenty one and you can get much better the rest. Let's talk about Ossipenko first. Well, I guess the biggest positive is J Mac on and blinkers on. Looks short though, does it? Seven weeks between runs. Mm. Trial it was a funny trial. I watched it probably half a dozen times because I can't remember who was in. There. I know Mafia ran third. There was a couple. Of, was it Iona Merck and something else was in the trial? So they did zip home in the trial, and I'm pretty harsh on horses that are tra- trialing well, into their prep that I, they sh- they should trial very well. And he sort of didn't accelerate too fast, but then through the line and past the line, he sort of went past them. So. Yeah, I think it was at least a pass mark to maybe a slight positive the trial to say that he's still alive, which is what you'd obviously want to see. 
could I take $3 about this horse off that preparation or whatever it is? No, but what beats it? Like, I honestly, jokes aside, Mark's super helpful favourite and it's third emergency and it's 40 to 1. <laughs> so, you know, if it runs, I'll be backing it. But I I can't find too many horses here. Detonator Jack's interesting, blinkers on. It was probably the best run-on or one of the better run-ons. I know there were a few in that race that uh, off that ridiculous tempo in the five diamonds. Uh, back to a mile with the blinkers looks well set up, but I think it's well fine too. It's like $5 or something. It's it's not a race where I'm wanting to back anything in the market. I'd rather spec some things out wide. I don't know what you found, but, I, yeah, if Super Helpful gets a run, doesn't even have a rider at the moment, I'll certainly be backing it. I think it's absolutely airborne, the horse. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll ask you about a couple of horses mm. that are sort of interesting or I think are going well. Waterford's a, a, an interesting one for me. I, when he was entered in the Five Diamonds 1800-meter race, I thought he'd, you know, there's just absolutely no way he'd uh, get anywhere near it. So I was surprised he got within a couple of lengths and I was interested to hear that uh, the Waller camp thought that uh, he was beaten by track bias only. So it be interesting to see how they prepare the track at Kembla. Well, he um, definitely looks one like he's only one to fifteen hundred so far, hasn't he? So back in trips, probably a positive for him. Yeah. Inside draw, I don't know how they found mm. Reggie. Reggie's not really one of their riders, but I guess they've got so many in the race they had to uh, they had to share him around, and obviously a few of the riders away too. But um, the, the horse, horse kind of rides itself, doesn't it? It'll be back the inside if it gets the brakes, it'll run well. If it doesn't, it'll be a bit of a train wreck. Surf Dancer looks completely set for the race. Got a bad gate. It's got Tim, though, Reggie off. Got the Bella Nipatina private, I think, about it. Coal Crusher form, which looks pretty good for this. Yeah, and only four lengths in, in a just a completely hot. unsuited race. And it was a sit sprint, too, which, again, was completely against this horse. Out in front's not a bad place to be uh, with these horses. I, I don't think there's not – I can't see too many go-forward horses. The, the draw certainly helps Tim dictate, you know, he can he can take his time coming across from that gate and uh, and do whatever he likes. Yeah, I, again, it's it's more of the sort of horse I try and find here at the price. The condition's certainly very important. If it's dry, uh, that, that certainly plays into this horse's hands just because of the pattern. Otherwise, you know, if it gets the wetter it gets, the more they come to the middle and outside, which makes it harder for, for horses like him. But um, I, I agree with you that this looks like it was a bit of a, a, a planned race. Um, it doesn't make sense that it's sort of aiming up for any other race in the next few weeks. So this looks like it. And yeah, why draw Timmy and the, the, the makeup of the race looks suitable for him and the price. Mm. And I think the winner of the race is number eight, Communist. It's uh, Kobe Jennings off. It was an, a huge He's running. saying Schumacher on. Here we go. Yeah. Schumacher on. Yeah. It's, uh, it's got the Japanese form, the uh, the Golden Eagle form here, only beaten 2.8. Super run this time. And this poor old horse, I'll tell you what, when he gets a good steer or a decent jockey, he actually can win a race. So when you go deep and deep and deeper into his form. What price is this horse? Oh, he's around $15. Yeah. I think it's a pretty big price for a horse that might just sit on the back of someone like Surf Dancer, and he just might have a little bit too much class for a horse like that and can round him up. Well, he won the round with guineas. He won the yeah, yeah. one winner. Yeah. With Zach Purton on. Captain, too. Was and he's only beaten Trump, in the George Ryder by one length when he had D Lane. And since then, he's just been either slaughtered, drawn a bad Garrett, or had a terrible rider on board. Yep, can't poke holes in that. Again, it fits that mould, doesn't it, like you're saying? Uh, maps well. Setup's not too bad. None of these horses have really got great setups. Uh, price. Mm. Could be moral. Handles wet, you know, dry, seems well in. Uh, can't knock it at mm. all. Kept fresh too. So it just seems like they've just had a bit more intent, whereas Osipenko, he's been all over the shop, the poor bugger. Well, it, it like if it come out one by five, I don't think I'd be upset that I bet against it. Um which mm. is usually a good test, isn't it? Like, I, I love running those sorts of mental tests on myself. If I, if this happened, if this horse beat me, would I be happy to lose? And if I, if I, the rage doesn't rise in me, it, it's usually a good pointer that you, you you found the right horse to bet around, and that and it certainly has that sort of feel to it. J Mac at the moment, like man, his horses are tight in the market. They're just terrible. They're, well, I just think it's a bit of the sign of lazy bookmaking these days that they just that's how they handle it, and then you know the the real market sorts itself out. In the last five to ten minutes of betting, but they just they just strangle everything he's on basically. So, which is good for um, which is good really. Hmm. I like it. 
All right, I'm going to play uh, Cobbiness one by three because you're getting four twenty the place versus Osipenko the win price, which is three for fifty. And risk it to unload on super helpful and hope it doesn't get a run. Yep. So there's no pain involved in the race at all. But yeah, I I, I actually like your angle. Yeah, I like your surf dancer up front, Cobbiness up front, and even if my horse gets a run, you know they're three horse big prices that'll run your races. Get down on that front line and bang the gong once Communist uh, wins. Any thoughts, Nico? A few of these that just kept going around in circles? Well, I backed Ossipenko to beat Mr. Brightside and Alligator Blood, and then I backed him to beat Gold Trip. So I think I probably got to back him in a gong. That's probably my thoughts. And that's it. Like, that's it. That's it. If he's alive, he might gap him. Yeah, he could. He could just blow him out of the water. But, um, Time will tell. We will see. Hopefully, Schumacher's uh, on the job. All right. If you want more of Walt stuff, make sure you head to racingwatch.com.au and uh, check it out. You can get Telegram or the Discord channel. Lots of talk about lots of different things. So it's very interesting, and uh, I enjoy my time in the chat group for sure. Uh, you're 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 an agitator, mate. You pop in and out. You're you like a little pop in, drop a bomb, run away. You're you're, the, you're a little yeah, little suicide bomber. I love it. I take Mondays and Tuesdays off just for my own mental health. I, and- I learnt that for the first time. This is, what's, where's that come from? Who has days off? Just stay fresh. What's, who cares about staying fresh? It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a war. It's not a goddamn picnic in the park. It's no, not a just, teddy bear's picnic. You've just got to figure out what works for you and Mondays, Tuesdays. Well, put, that's obviously not working down. for you. So you need to get back on the job and work <laughs> Mondays and Tuesdays and start grinding it out uh. like the rest of us. DK, you know about that. Keep them fresh. That's that's a big part of the game, the mental challenge. Like winning, losing runs. You just got to make sure that your week flows. And if you need to, you, you got to have a couple of it's days off. Ch- I, if you say the word off. chi, I'm going to throw up. Monday's the best day they have off. Yeah, there's nothing. Every, there. Everything's the open. All the kids are at school. Everyone's off at work, and you've got the run of the joint. You can do things. There's no queues at shops or busy or anything. It's the best. Monday's the best day of the week to have off. Fantastic. Of every Monday off. Morphville Race 4 is uh, where we're going to find Scooty's uh, best bet. I won't call it a moral because it's not quite that, but uh, I'm sort of getting sick of get bit, getting beat in the shorts. So we're going to f- try and find a value runner here. And Thirsty gets the favourite here, $1.85. On France, 3.10. Jack the Lad, $9. Danish Fortune, nine fifty. I think uh, the top three in the market will be fighting this race out. And the horse that I really like here is a horse called Jack the Lad. So he sort of first uh, popped up on my radar in the Balaclava Cup, which I thought he was ultra unlucky and just an enormous uh, run. He's sort of just in the ruck, in behind them with the white sleeves and the, um, uh, the sort of the aqua cap. And he absolutely storms home late. And that's a uh, good old Brad Rewilla punching home uh, ironclad there and, he had sort of all the favours here, and I thought Jack the Lad was uh, pretty unlucky not to uh, knock him off here. And uh, it was pretty leaderish that day, so I think it was a, uh, a great run there. And this is another absolute uh, corker. You can see on France here with the uh, the green and the black with the uh, the white baldy face. And here he is again, Jack the Lad. He's just copped a little bit of a bump, and the last sort of 200 metres here, he just really mows this other runner down. And there's a big weight swing here. This Jack the Lad now gets sort of 60 kilos. But I think he's just a much better horse. And he's in just career best form here. Last start, he went over to the Damien Oliver. He only got beaten three lengths when you couldn't really make up uh, much ground. The horses there were cause, cause for concern. Bandersnatch, who was absolutely super in uh, the, what was it, the Magic Time race last week. Yeah, it was, Rupert Rupert Clark. Rupert it was Clark. huge. You got Munamek, who's going to chase bigger things over in Perth and wasn't too bad. They rode at Dead as a Doornail last week anyway. So I thought it was crazy. I'd say put up uh, 11 and $12, Jack the Lad, against En France and Thirsty Guest. And I think he'll go awfully close. I would have thought it was more of a $4 chance against uh, these two other horses because um, – this horse is just absolutely running through brick walls. The step back up to the miles, the key to him as well. He was never going to go any good at the 1,400 metres. They just were a bit zippy for him there. And it just looks like a uh, another little uh, setup race. And uh, Jay Potter's his man. And the small field's just great, so it's going to be less traffic and he'll just be up him early because he's just got to lump that uh, bigger weight to get over the top of uh, on front. So he was weak as last last start and thirsty, guess, obviously, on the upward spiral. But dollar eighty for that is uh, no thanks for me. So that's uh, that's my thoughts in Adelaide. Anyone else got there yet? Assume not. All right, cool. Uh, punningform.com.au <laughs> is uh, 
is how I uh, do all my form. So uh, make sure you get that. I uh, skip through the form really quickly. And uh, you need to uh, join punting form and uh, try it for yourself because it's just so easy to flick between all the jurisdictions. Once you understand the language within uh, punting form, it's all uh, benchmarks, class, and all averages. Once you get your head around that, um, it's pretty easy to uh, go state by state. Trav uh, has been sitting on the pine here for uh, quite some time, so it'll be nice and warm. And uh, welcome back to the show, T Dogs. <laughs> Thanks, Scooty. Uh, good to be back on Albeit. It's been a long time. Mate, uh, yeah, well, you're a busy man. You seem you're here, there, everywhere. You had a little, uh, little, little calling gig the other day. It was a pretty good concept from uh, RB. Yeah, it was. The Young Race Callers Day there on Kiton on Monday. Probably not necessarily for me, but for a lot of the other younger guys. And um, they all did a really good job. It was good to uh, see their talents on display. Mm, it's a uh, tough, uh, there's only a certain amount of gigs. And um, I guess, yeah, you just got to um, sort of keep the bench warm and hope for a, uh, a split to open up. A little bit the case uh, with this show, I guess. But a um, little hat tip to uh, Racing WA. Uh, they've just done a, a new website facelift. So you're starting to uh, dig through the replays. Racing WA's website is absolutely uh, super quick now. It's clean and fast, and they've done away with the old ones. So now you can uh, do the videos really quick, and it makes Racing New South Wales look like uh, an Atari. So make sure you check out Racing WA and start turning over some money there because they've done a great job to uh, update things there. 38 degrees on Saturday for the railway. So it's going to be, uh, I think, in favour of the the Western Australians. Trav, do you <laughs> once it starts to spike that, uh, that hot, I would have thought horses like Tuvalu and Roots would be up against it. Yeah, those uh, three interstate horses in the railway with a like again nearly reaching thirty-eight degrees, and they've all only travelled to WA on Monday. So, uh, with a hot week, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how a few of those horses parade and how they handle the day. I'm sort of with you, Scooty. I'd be leaning on the local chances um, for the railway on Saturday. All right, let's have a look at uh, the WA Guineas for three-year-olds first. And odds courtesy of Top Sport, you've got Keshi Boom, undefeated, $3 into two sixty. Super Smink, two eighty. dollars Zip Away, $7.50. Investment Strategy, nine fifty. Autumn Rebel, 14 And then you've got Comet Crusader at $15 and much better the rest. Can have a look at the couple of little replays here. The first one is Zip Away, and it's in the yellow with a maroon hat circling pretty much last and widest now. Trev. Yeah, this horse had to go back from the wide barrier and he sort of was held up a little bit before the top of the straight. And he gets out and you sort of watch him here this last 200 metres. He makes really good ground on the winner. He's stable mate investment strategy. Uh, he went into this race as one of the key chances. He showed a really big turn of foot in the majority of his races. I think he's the horse better suited getting out to 1,600 metres. I really like that performance there from him. And let's have a look at uh, Super Smink. It's box seating here in uh, the yellow and blue, the Parnham colours. Yeah, so I wanted to highlight this race. Uh, Super Smink was the best uh, two-year-old filly in WA or best two-year-old won the Karakata plate. And Keshi Boom's on her back there in the yellow. So this race, they went really slow. Super Smink's had every chance to run the 1,400 out strong. She's the sixth quickest last 200 of the race. I think she's extremely tight at the price for a horse I would think is a very big question mark at the end of a strong mile. Keshi Boom just goes straight past her, then goes on to win the Champions Phillies next week. So uh, I think those Phillies as well are a little bit overrated here, Scoot. Uh, the WA, you know, everyone's trying to find that next big thing. And, and Keshi Boom just hasn't faced much. I think Super Smink's the only good horse she's faced. Uh, and didn't run 1,400 straight out the other day. So I'm against both fillies here in the WA Guineas. I reckon there's a real angle against both of them. I, uh, I love the way uh, Keshi Boom sort of put that field away. W Pike, uh, we'll have options for barrier eight. I haven't done this race with uh, any uh, much depth at all, uh, but uh, zip away. I sort of like your angle there. It looks like a, it will appreciate 1,600 metres and barrier four. Won't have to get snagged out early. So definitely you know, got the potential to probably tag a horse like Super Spink in and then Keshi Boom will um, be able to just get clear air. Why is Super Spink $2.80? That just looks completely Even just looking wrong. at that replay, Keshi Boom's going to be a dollar twenty to beat it. So how the hell? How the hell? Are they, what the? Is it get a fifteen kilo swing or something? What the heck am I missing? Yeah, I'm. I'm really surprised. She's as tight as what she is. Super Spink. She went around at a real short SP when beaten by Keshi Boom there, and she's like the dominant two year old of her gen over there in WA. But 
Uh, she looks extremely tight going on the mile for the first time. Mm, you could back them both. I'd be happy to back uh, Keshi Boom and zip away and then put the race in the bin. I want some sympathy from Trav. Last week I had a $20 boredom trifecta and I, I was watching her. I don't even remember who the leader was. And I needed something to split the two that were six in front and then this ripcord's come down the oh. outside. I'm cheering it into second and the dog gets up and wins. I've never seen a win like it to Jem. <laughs> I went from boredom to excitement to bloody absolute comatose. What a win it was. Yeah, it was huge from the tail of the field last week. Um, if you haven't gone and seen the replay, you need to go back and watch it. It was um, unreal win. I think we retweeted it from Little Birdie uh, Twitter account, so it's about maybe eight tweets back from us. But um, where is that horse rip cord going next? It was, a, it was like 15 years ago. There was, um, I don't know, I haven't looked at the times or anything to say it's the same sort of horse, but when Marasco had its first or second, oh, so yeah. it, did the, it accelerated that quick. I think it nearly ran into the running rail and it had a bit of that feel about it. Hmm. Where's he going next, uh, Trav? Well, I'm not across the WA stuff as much as I was, but I'd say they might be thinking about running him in the winter bottom maybe mm. in, in a Aim few up. weeks. Tippy will come up a bit shorter than he deserves to be too with his, with his racing pattern. Yeah, that's for sure. Three-year-old. I don't know how many three-year-olds have gone around in the winter bottom. All contestant. It's an interesting one, isn't it? But uh, crikey, see a win like that. It's, Probably I haven't seen a win like that since probably Rocket Racer back in back in the early. <laughs> he used to do it from the front, the Rocket hey? Racer, but yeah, he wasn't stopping either. It's Rocket Racer time, so put that into your YouTube and uh, just watch everyone uh, just uh, carry Rocket Racer over the track. It's I, every time I think about Perth racing, I always uh, remember Rocket Racer fondly. So if you are a, a, a animal welfare person, probably don't probably don't YouTube Rocket Racer. <laughs> It's a real beauty. I did love uh, Brits Hall of Fame too. Little content on Twitter as well. Uh, Ascot Race Eight is the railway stakes. It's the next one, and uh, some familiar names here. Tuvalu is the top weight with fifty-eight kilos, four dollars sixty at top sport. Al Safina is four sixty. Roots fifth barrier fifteen. Tommy Berry's gone across four dollars eighty. Bustler ten dollars. Carly's Karma thirteen. Forgot you fifteen dollars. Maricino sixteen dollars. Dom to shoot eighteen. Comfort me twenty-one. Velvet Queen twenty-one. And Casino seventeen twenty-one. Tricks of the trade, and uh, that's about the uh, the guts of the race there. Massimo was $51 there also, or Massimo, however you say it. But um, let's have a look at uh, the last start replay of Dom to shoot. This is Monster. He's there uh, punching three or four wide there. He's a bit of an underrated horse, this guy. Uh, yeah, he's three or four wide the trip uh, at 1,400 metres. He's better suited up to the mile, and he just keeps coming here behind Zalor Road, who's absolutely flying. Uh, but they go towards the winter bottom with him. Uh, I just like the way he sort of keeps coming to the line. He's proven last campaign at 1,600 metres weight for age in WA, and he drops back to a really suitable weight. thought they could push right forward here. And this is a race where I just don't think there's a lot between the top of the market and sort of those horses in the middle pin, sort of $26. It's a, a genuine open handicap, and he's seems really well set up to produce a, you know, something like his best there on Saturday, Dom to shoot. The other horse I thought was really well placed. He's just been drawing a little bit wide and probably been really targeted just towards this race is Bustler. Um, had a lot of form around Amelia's Jewel as a three-year-old and was sort of the hype horse of the autumn there and gets a really good map. I did. I wanted to be kind of against this favourite, El Safina, of the local brigade. She was she carried 59 kilos last night and she dropped six kilos um, from an unlucky run in the Peters, but that race was horrible form race so um and her ratings are not as big as what i would have thought for a horse at her end of the market so um sort of against pikey which is a little bit scary in a railway considering he's dominated this race but uh happy enough to be each way with horses like dom to shoot bustler and even last year's been a tricks of the trade who you saw in that replay before was sort of getting back working to the line he's sort of unbeaten at the mile he's definitely looking for that trip now so those sort of three horses I want to work around. I think Bustler's going to get a uh, super run uh, on the map and there could be a, a bit more pressure. So they'll know exactly. Uh, they'll all be taking Tuvalu on or Tuvalu. What did you think of uh, Tuvalu last time you saw him at the Valley, Nico? Looked outstanding, I thought. Thought he did really, they did a really good job with him in between runs to keep him up to the mark. Um, it's probably just beaten by two better horses on the day. But this race looks to set up pretty well for him. He's going to carry the weight. But um, clearly the best horse in the race and... You know, in a race where he's 460 and Roots is 480, you know, which one's clearly the better horse? Forgot you's an interesting one with uh, Trent and Nat. Horse going pretty well, I would have thought. Got good form around warning. Ain't no deal done. 
Uh, obviously, in the Caulfield Stakes, beaten nearly out of sight. It'll come in a couple from uh, 19, but uh, thoughts about it? Yeah, I just thought he's going to have to concede a big start from the wide draw, or he's going to be posted three and four wide. And uh, Just always a little bit worried with a horse like him. He's been up for a little while. Going to Perth, tackling horses have been set for the race, whether it's a bit of an afterthought. The other horse that I thought, uh, when I had a quick look at this one, was over the odds. If you're speaking about horses like Al Safina, you know, around the $4.60 quote, I thought the Velvet Queen was super last start. And I think she'd be super strong at the end of uh, 1,600 metres too because there was a race over, I think it was like 1,800 metres last preparation. And uh, she only got beaten sort of point two that, that day. Uh, and I think she uh, nearly started favour over that day, although sort of neck and neck in betting. And I thought her pipe opener uh, was pretty good. But uh, the problem is you got uh, Patrick Carberry on board, so could be a carve up job from a uh, from a wide wide draw. But you are sort of getting twenty one dollars, sort of plus about her. Yeah, she's she good enough price to probably find out. But again, the draws just probably cruel to chances. She's going to have to go right back and come right around them. All right, so we've got Dom to shoot as the uh, the play from uh, Trav at around the eight eighteen dollar mark at uh, Top Sport. Sounds like Nico's in the uh, the camp of Tuvalu. What would you be leaning towards? Don't know. I just can't. I just love to see Roots. Which one's going to show up? The one that gets beat ten, the one that gets beat eight, or the one that gets the the Top Gun afterburners down the outside last start and goes like uh, like Wink. So I just I just love watching which Roots is going to show up. Oh, he's got a big challenge. Like Tommy, obviously hasn't ridden Ascot. I, I have no opinion on the race. It, it won't, yeah, it, I haven't seen a horse let go like that out of the blue for a while. Mm, be interesting to see what uh, what happens there. She's certainly up to him, but uh, faces a big ch- challenge. And be interesting to see uh, if she goes to pieces in the heat as well. And then Keshi Boom and Zipaway look the horses to follow in the WA Guineas. Outstanding stuff, uh, Trav. And uh, we'll uh, we'll see you around the traps. We might even see you next week. Sounds good. Hopefully a few winners this weekend can uh, book my spot back. It'll have to be fighting off uh, Terry Layton, so uh, no doubt my uh, DM will pop up and say, mate, why have you brushed me? Uh, Terry's uh, usually first one to uh, chime in when he sees someone else uh, stepping on his uh, WA form. It's time for Donnie's Best. Gents, how are we? Uh, tough card this weekend, especially at Doomman, where I do my best work. Um, fair bit of rain around. The rail's moving in from the 10 metres back to the 4 metres from Wednesday to Saturday, so there's a bit going on. I um, found something in the last, it's been trimmed up earlier already, race nine, number one, Zushak. I don't like last start in the 200 metre listed race. That has to jump to 1,600 metres here, but should find the lead absolutely on its own. I think you'll be able to rack them and stack them, give a decent kick late. Handles wet conditions if there is a bit of moisture in the track. Happy to play uh, Zoo Shack each way around the five dollars fifty mark. Um, main danger Princess Rani has it's been flying at the trails and first up was good. Got too far back. If it's in striking distance, it's the danger. So the best bet is in race nine at Dubin Zoo Shack, saving on Princess Rani. It's good Tricky luck. Tricky one. Uh, this one Zoo Shack. This is be a horse that you know well. Ex Sydney side of Walt, sixty kilos running sixteen hundred meters. Yeah, it's not much good. Mm. If but, Princess Ranas gets a shot on it, it's, it's it, it can't beat Sushak can't beat Princess Ranas if it has. Like, mm. <laughs> no, I, I don't think. I don't, yeah, it's just a better horse. It's a it's it had a horse. What the, the our nemesis horse from the spring in in Melbourne, uh, Osmos or whatever. So the not Os, uh, what's the Osmos? Is it the one that Tim was riding? I'm, I'm sure this is the horse that had a couple of battles against idiot over the the winter. It's a it's a it's a pretty good horse. I'm, Surprised that it's sort of just warming up at this time of it, the year, but I guess there's good races coming up. Must be a Magic Millions horse or something. It's um, it's a serious horse, Princess mm. Rainers, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I would have been more keen on Zushak over sort of th- uh, thirteen fifty or fourteen hundred meters. It's, it's the Joe Pride horse, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's it's just doesn't have Killer. can't put a race away. Yeah. Mm. So uh, Donnie's saying uh, Zushak and Princess Rani's, but uh, me and Walty probably siding with just go plonk and uh, back Princess Rani straight out. And I was a little bit disappointed actually with uh, Zushak last start. I thought it was pretty plain, even though it's in the uh, the hot extreme as the Rastro and sort of steady, ready Comrade Rosa form, which uh, is going to be a cracker of a race in race seven. And 
old uh, son of Ivan's already knocked off uh, the price of Comrade Rosa, and there's a few people uh, all aboard the uh, the Golan train there in race seven. But it looks a, a pretty deep race. The only thing with Prince, if she's set for the Gold Coast in a few weeks, like this might be a bridge run. I don't I don't know what she'd be aiming up at, or if she is even going there. But I'll be checking that um, second up at a mile. She might be sort of third up Cherry Ripe somewhere else, but she'd still be very hard to beat in that one. Mm. Great. All right, uh, this week for our uh, top two special, I've sacked myself uh, after a couple of uh, hard luck stories, but uh, we're going to go Wodonga Friday, what a deal, into uh, Kemmler Race 1, Lyrical Gangster. So $3.60 for the top two double. So it's on uh, Walt and Nico's shoulders this week. Uh, Saltaire, the pinball, and Skybird last week. So... Uh, we got we got Winona into Schindler the Thriller. Yes, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. What could go wrong? A uh, couple of top sport steamers here. Campbell Grange race eight number ten is Quick Tempo. Is it, who's got this one? Is it Mark Minervini? Yeah, Minervini was sat outside the leader in that slow tempo race when Acapella Sun was tacking on. Um, that's it. That's actually a yeah good race. Deep race, isn't it? Yeah, it's a good. It's a yeah, it's a trick. It's, it's very very difficult, but it's a, it'll be a good race. Mm, horses like Brood, Nell, Dragonstone, Insurrection, uh, Bacchanalia, Malkovich, hard to say. Yeah, they're all uh, they're all there. So and then the Acapella Sun uh, rematch is on again there. It's a big price uh, with McChicken on it in, an, um, in another 1,000-metre race there later in the day. It'll be interesting to see how how it's ridden and, and races as, as opposed to the last start. I think it's – That's uh, against Emperor, Nash yeah, and Yeah, so and that Matty Emperor Dunn. won that race. I believe, no, it didn't. No, that was Quick Tempo won that race. I think so, but, yeah – it's a big price, Acapella Sun. The race we are just talking about, uh, Doombin race seven, number six, and it's uh, Aureus Angel 350 at $9. And that looks absolutely white hot. So it's interesting. Chris Muntz, who obviously has just been cleared from um, the uh, – Three the, years three, of investigation. Yeah, three it? years' worth of investigation. So not sure what's happened there, but um, – it's been nine into seven dollars, so they obviously think it's flying first up. Would need to be. You got horses like Extremis, Ekaterina, Comrade Rosa, Eagles Nest, uh, with uh, with Gerald. Jimmy from- Orman jumping on. Interesting. Yeah. I thought Preble might go up to ride it. I wonder why he hasn't. Hmm. That's a uh, a very deep race. I'll be interested to see how uh, that bet measures up. Uh, race three, number eight at Morfittville. Uh, lots of bubbles. I haven't quite got this far. What? I've, ca- I've carried it. I've got through a lot, but um. Mm, can't help you with that one, but uh, it's been nine into eight dollars. Our Lock- man Stokes. Our man Stokes, Lockie Nindorf. So uh, I can't really tell you much about those. So you can. This is an ex Melbourne horse, but no. Three kilo claimers on the top two in the market. Interesting. Yeah. No idea there. And the next one's for Nico. Uh, Cranbourne race eight, number eight, Twin Perfection. Nico. It's a good dry tracker, this horse. So if the rain does come, might not be an advantage to him. And. There's probably a few horses that have a bit more class than him in this race, but he's a good 1,000-meter horse, and he looks like he's been set for the race to hit it second up with some good second up form. So obviously Midwest and Jigsaw generation, if they show up at their best, they're much better than him, but there is some question marks on a few of them, how they're going. So might not be too bad a race for him if it stays dry enough for him. Mm, looks an absolute corker, that 1,000-meter race. It looks like a... Um... Super one, the favourite looks like hard, hard to beat there, wouldn't it? Midwest got this four form on the board. Is he still with the Freedmans? Midwest, yeah. 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 yeah, I thought Rich Fortune, well, Rich Fortune gets a big weight drop there, Nico, down to 54 kilos. Mm, is she any good? I don't know. Maybe not. Not sold. Mm. Interesting to see if Jigsaw bounces back to just seems a very smelly type of setup. It's been 1,200, 1,200, now goes back to home deck where it bolted in over 1,000 metres, so... Uh, Funny little betting race there, but uh, big weather watch for Cranbourne. And no Nico there to tell us from the yard. I know, so we're lost. Mm. Could Beauty be just a, a, a wipe. Friday night. Maybe Cranbourne needs to get the wipe. Oh, There's just too many meetings. Like, it's just so hard. <laughs> Sydney, what did you say? 15 metro or provincial meetings in Sydney over the last week Two and this weeks. week. Yeah, we've got like Newcastle Tuesday, Canterbury Wednesday, Hawkesbury today, Musselbrook and Canterbury tomorrow. Oh, it's just. Never ends. That's anyway. why. That's why DK's got the game by the balls. Monday's off, and he just maidens gets to the fourth race on the card, and then just throws the rest of the form going in the bin. Just wait till the last at Rockhampton. <laughs> that's probably you. Mind go now, Rockhampton. <laughs> 
How good is it when they're just legless DKs? It's just, isn't it lovely playing in an area like you? You were the one. Yeah. You told me, Walt. You're the one. You sold. You sold it to me. So uh, uh, you still got to find the right horse to send there. But um, yeah, it's 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 handy. Outstanding. Oh, my phone's still on, and we've still got the uh, the bet. No, respe- no reception cha- at the golf course. Sorry, brother. No reception in the squash court. Sorry, mate. DK's a gangster. I'm too scared to tell anyone his information. I was sitting in the in the cupboard, mate, worried that the horse wasn't going to win for Jared's life. He's just a, he's a big heavy down there, DK. I was scared. Right, so it's my rules. My rules. I say I I I, I won't ask about anyone else's horse <laughs> as long as no one else asks about my horse. They do you give them nothing. <laughs> They're my rules for the horse trainer. <laughs> Once Never you, ask me anything about any other horse, but no, I expect the same about my horse. Once you guys are on and it's been, say, $5 into two sixty, if it does pop out for the last five minutes, you could just little send a little nudge through the Bet Doctor chat and go, hey, boys, I think the market's fucked this one up. I think I think Jared did feel very special too because <laughs> he'd, um, DK's, uh, one of the, the owners is a, a well-known fella and I think he got his first message, Jared, from the, from that owner. He was a bit, he was a bit chuffed, so he, he felt like he might have done the right thing. Be the mayor of Rockhampton soon. DK will uh, start a satellite stable a la Mitch Beer. All right, fingers crossed that we've given uh, everyone a couple of big winners. Nico, uh, good luck with the Mooney Valley on the Friday night and fingers crossed we get the result down at Wodonga or up at Wodonga, sorry. And, um, yeah, I think uh, I think that's a wrap from us. Yeah, value week. Let's get some luck. Mm. A lot of uh, dual noms floating around. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a bit of trepidation betting into a couple of the races over the weekend. But uh, thanks for listening. Big thanks to our sponsors and for T-Dogs off the bench, and we'll see you next week.